somehow creating products it's so comfortable because you know if you do marketing which means that you put yourself out there that you spend money on ads then it's really another game it's like it can beat you up yeah whereas like creating a product super safe yeah you can yeah. decide about your own pace and you're busy you have the excuse you can say oh yeah i'm busy i'm yeah. doing creating my product no one can argue with that but yeah. still you can sabotage yourself by doing that 100 percent. yeah <laughs> i mean it's it's like you're working hard, but you're not getting anything done. One of the reasons why I've had my success is because I've learned that a long time ago. I mean, I used to have you know, a lot of different products and then you know, I quickly realized that, wow, maybe if I focus on one product, which for me was Mission Hero, my, my course, you know, I've had Commission Hero for almost three years now. That's the only course and the only program I promote on paid advertising for, for my stuff. And other people I know in the space, I mean, they're probably on their fifth, sixth, seventh course already, <laughs> you know, that they've created. And I'm like, no, I'm still beating that Commission Hero drum and I'm still, optimizing it, still improving it. And I think that, you know, you're gonna get so much farther in your journey focusing on one thing at a time, and working on the marketing to grow that one thing, than you are doing, you know, 25, 26 different things at the same time. Because the other thing, people think that in order to make more money online, you have to do more things, when quite frankly, it's the opposite. You gotta do less things to make more money online. As a serial entrepreneur, I'm always trying to evolve. Having great conversations with other high performers is one of the best ways to grow, not only in business, but also in spirit, health, and relationships. This is Svencast. Listen, grow, repeat. Hey, man. Great to have you. Welcome. Sven, what's going on? Great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you. So to introduce yourself a little bit, you are Robbie Blanchard. Uh, people call you the biggest affiliate in the world. Yep. <laughs> You're holding an MBA. You're a former gym owner. Mm -hmm. And the, really the way you became the biggest affiliate is Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. um, and I would be very interested in what's your story why and why Facebook? Why did you start with Facebook ads? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a what a crazy and random story it is. <laughs> so so pretty much, uh, you know, I went to school. I went to college for exercise and sports science, and then I ended up getting my MBA. Uh, became a personal trainer. So you know, for for a long time, I, I had my own business where I was doing personal training, and it turned into having uh, a gym. Uh, specifically a CrossFit gym. And uh, that was great for a while, but I, I quickly realized that um, if I wanted to really, you know, have the life that I wanted to have, if I wanted to have, you know, more financial freedom, more um, to be able to travel, be able to um, just enjoy life more, uh, I needed to make more money. <laughs> and so um, what I ended up doing was um, uh, I met some friends, some friends that I knew that were very successful. They were making money, they're having success, and, and they all had online businesses. And so, you know, being the smart guy that I am, I put, you know, one and one together and I said, okay, if I want to have more money, then I need to have an online business. And so I kind of went down this path of uh, having enough, <laughs> trying to create an online business. I tried a lot of things, Sven, and I failed at a lot of things. I tried e-commerce. I tried to have my own product. I tried all these different things. Um, I ended up joining a mastermind uh, on how to start an online business. Uh, and they said, hey, in order to start an online business, you have to have your own product. So... I created my own product. Uh, it was a CrossFit type product for CrossFitters. And uh, I started to try to sell it uh, via affiliates, you know, email affiliates. Um, nobody wanted to promote my product. <laughs> Didn't do very well. And so I got really frustrated and I said, you know what? I'm going to start to uh, try to run Facebook ads because um, I was running Facebook ads for my gym and I was having success with my, my ads for that. 
And so I ran a Facebook ad, um, went to bed, woke up the next morning at three sales on my product. And I said, oh my gosh, like this is, this is crazy. And so uh, after a while, I got even smarter <laughs> and I realized that I should probably promote other people's products that are better than mine because there's people out there that create way better products that convert better and, uh, and all that stuff. And so I started to promote other people's products on Facebook and that's when things really took off for me. And that's where I was able to go from, you know, a couple sales a day to then, you know, thousands of dollars a day to then, you know, becoming one of the you know top affiliates in the world um, just just by, you know, promoting other people's products on Facebook. And uh, it, it changed my life forever. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that sounds so easy as you say. Yes. <laughs> However, a lot of people are really struggling with Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. So what do you think do I need to do to be even, mm -hmm. do I even have the chance to be successful with Facebook ads? Because yeah. it's hard. You, you can burn a lot of money there. Sure. It's it's not easy with their compliance, etc. Yeah. So what does it take? Yeah, great question. I think that's a big thing that a lot of people, a lot of people struggle with the um, with Facebook and, and what to do, what not to do. You know, you know, the big thing when it comes to, to Facebook ads or any platform, I don't care if it's YouTube or, or whatever, like, you know, the, the algorithms, the, the X's and O's, people get too caught up in that stuff. And I think that you have to realize, regardless of whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's Snapchat or TikTok, like there, there's a real person on the other side of the screen, right? And yeah. that real person still re responds to the same things, the same emotions, the same feelings as humans have done for thousands of years, right? So regardless of whether the algorithm changes or whether, you know, something happens with Facebook, it doesn't matter. As long as you're, you're, you're advertising, your marketing, your influence, your, um, your ad copy is triggering those things, um, and, and, and psychology wise, um, you can have a ton of success. And that's, and that's honestly said one of the reasons why I've been able to keep having success because I keep things super simple. I don't really worry about, you know, iOS 14 or whatever. Okay. Uh, all I care about is I just focus on the end user who is the person on the other side of the screen that still responds to the same psychological triggers, that still has the same emotions, who still is, you know, uh, you know, can't sleep at night because they don't feel confident about themselves because they're overweight or, you know, like whatever, whatever product I'm promoting, like you want to, you want to understand that person better than they understand themselves. Um, and when you do that, man, you can, you can win no matter what. Now, obviously there's compliance things and there's some things you have to say, not say, but once you kind of get that down and understand, um, understand how Facebook wants you to play the game, um, you know, that's, that's the big thing. The big, the big thing I think I see a lot of people make too is, is people look at Facebook as like a, as an enemy, right? They look at like, oh, Facebook shut me down or Facebook did this. Like I never have that mindset. Like for me, it's, I love Facebook, like, you know, even with all of its, you know, issues and stuff sometimes, like, you know, I, I look at it as a, as a partner. And I know that at the end of the day, like Facebook, they make their money from advertising revenue. So they, they do want you to advertise, but you just have to do it the way that they want to because it's their platform. And so, you know, as long as you, you know, learn how to play by their rules and learn how to play by the rules and uh, get stuff to convert, I mean, you can have a ton of success. And I, I think so many people, like, they try to fight it and it's like, just go with it. <laughs> and, and when you go with it, you'll have way more success. You'll run into less issues and you'll have more sustainability overall, you know? Okay. But, but how, how can you learn those rules and w w are they written somewhere or 
Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> I mean, well, they are. They yeah. are. They are to an extent, right? So, you know, obviously, Facebook has their ad policies, and you know, I certainly recommend everybody to to look at those. And uh, they have the Facebook blueprint. So, you know, take a look at the Facebook blueprint. Um, most of the stuff in there, in terms of compliance, is it's all in there, right? You know, so you know. But the thing is, people I find affiliates, especially, are lazy, right? Affiliates are very lazy, and so yeah, you know, they they want to. You know, they want to make money on day one. They don't want to spend the time, you know, researching what exactly is the compliance for Facebook. Like, you know, they want to in their ad copy, they want to say, you know, are you overweight? Are you fat? Like, you can't say that, <laughs> you know, like maybe yeah. you can say that on email, but you, you have to with Facebook, you have to say a little bit different, you know. Um, mm. And so that's one thing that I've learned. The other thing I've learned too, Sven, is like, you know, I spend a lot of time um, every week, even even now. Um, like researching and and spying and seeing on other people's ads, like what's what's working right now on Facebook, and so that's the best um, educator I think is is seeing what people are running right now currently uh, that Facebook is allowing, and when you do that, you're just going to model that for your own success, and that's that's a big one because you know if if I look at ads and I say okay this ad is running, uh, this ad has been running for three four five months, has tons of engagement on it. It's a good chance it's it's making money, so uh, I'm going to model that for my own my own ad copy, you know. And so so that's the thing is, um, and the last thing I'll say about that too, Sven, is like you have to, you know, your ad copy and how you write should be very should be very it should be in first person most of the time. It should be very conversational um, and it should be very social because you know it shouldn't be so direct response with your ad copy because Facebook is not a uh, direct response type of thing. It's it's a it's a social platform, and so you have to. You know, you have to be, you know, social with your with your ad copy um, by telling stories, um, and that makes a huge difference in your uh, from compliance, but also in, in conversions and sales too. Interesting. So, um, is is that changing at all? I mean, like the Facebook policies, the compliance policies, like what you're allowed to say and and, and what you're not. Um, is that like is that like a constant thing that that I can countdown or is it like changing all the time great question great question yeah it's definitely it's definitely changing so so one thing i noticed about facebook is that really in terms of compliance they really ebb and flow in terms of what they allow so uh and one little indicator is i like to always take a look at what their previous quarter earnings are <laughs> for, as a company uh, because okay. I, i find there's a direct correlation between uh what their earnings are from the previous quarter and what they're allowing in terms of compliance so If they have a really, really good quarter, uh, typically they're going to be a little bit more strict with what they allow. If they have a uh, less than stellar <laughs> uh, quarter, uh, you can uh, typically run a little bit more stuff as well. Um, I also will say there's times of year. So there is some seasonality to what you can uh, do. So, for example, right now we're in fourth quarter. As we head into, you know, obviously the holiday season, um, you know, there is a little bit more stricter compliance because what they're trying to do is they're trying to, clear out advertising space for bigger you know e-commerce affiliate or e-commerce businesses because you know black friday's coming up and, and that's where they make a ton of money uh, but then once you get the first quarter you know it's it's uh it's the wild west i mean you can um you know you can run a lot of stuff um and not really have any issues in terms of uh uh compliance so much um and so you know definitely there's definitely some seasonality to it but you, know, you have to you have to kind of learn too it's almost like You know, it's almost like when you when you first learn to play a sport, right? Like, or you, you learn to yeah. play, you know, for example, soccer or something like that. Like, at first you're like, okay, I'm playing soccer. But then you realize there's like these subtle nuances in on the field. Like, it's not just soccer. It's like, well, if I'm in this position, I have to make sure I'm in this position over here, right? 
So there's a lot that goes on. And it's the same thing with Facebook. Like, yet you're running ads, but there's a lot of nuances that go on. And that just comes from, you know, playing the game, so to speak, and, and learning and, and making mistakes. I think that's another, you know, thing that a lot of people um, are afraid to do is, is make mistakes on their ads. Like, mm -hmm. I, I want to make mistakes. I want to fail fast because, the, you know, the more I know what doesn't work, the more I can focus on what does work. And so, um, yeah, but there's definitely, definitely some, uh, some ebbing and flowing with, uh, with Facebook for sure. <laughs> yep. I see. And, uh, that's a very interesting perspective. Like, as, like, imagine, like I'm in a situation, I have a very big company, mm -hmm. so usually I wouldn't do the marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, however, would you recommend like a CEO of a, bigger company with like more than 100 people, more than 200 people to do the Facebook marketing him, him or herself? Mm -hmm. Would you recommend that? Or how would you how would you act if you were in my shoes with like a big company and all those people? Sure. Yeah, I, I would say I don't think you have to do the, the marketing in the Facebook ads, like the creation of the Facebook ads yourself. Um, but what I would mm -hmm. say and, and would suggest is in terms of the the messaging, the ad copy, the The angle, um, I think you should. I think you should play a role in that. You know, especially with in your position because you know you're you're the visionary of your company, right? You know, yeah. You know where this thing is going. You got you got the forty thousand foot view. You know, and um, and I think that's uh, that's important. So, you know, you may have some nuances. You may have some things that um, that really resonate with people. Because obviously, people resonate with you, right? And and that's um, and you want that to to come across in the ads as well. Um, The other thing too, I would say is, um, you know, I think, you know, even for for your company with with Digistore, I think that, uh, you know, you are, I mean, you're the you're the face of the business, you know. So, um, you know, I think a big reason why people do business with you is because they see you, they know who you are, they they know you, they like you, they trust you, and so I think, you know, in terms of creatives messaging, you should be front facing on it, and um, you know, because it, you know, there's there's a lot of platforms out there, but the reason why people do business with you is because They know know you like you and trust you and i think that um you know one of the advantages i think you have as well is that there's um uh at least from what i've seen there's all the other platforms out there there's not there's no there's no like nobody like that's like in the front like there's nobody there's no face to it <laughs> you know yeah and I, and i think that nowadays like there needs to be a face to the business and i think that um i mean with tesla you have you know you have elon musk i mean you have um, you know, Tim Cook with Apple. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, you know, Jeff Bezos with Amazon. There's a face to the, to the whole, even though it's a monster, monster business, like there's still a face yeah. to it, you know? And I think that, um, I would suggest for sure, like, you know, being front facing on that. Obviously you can have people run the ads for you and do that for you. But as far as messaging and, uh, angle and vision, like that should be, that should be you. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, I agree. It's like, what would Amazon be without Je uh, Jeff Bezos or yeah. uh, Tesla without Elon Musk? Mm -hmm. um, and and the interesting thing is like this, uh, like my podcast, mm -hmm. obviously, of course, it's not the biggest podcast in the world. <laughs> I think it's it's a fairly small podcast. But um, what I noticed in job interviews, like I try to be in most of the job interviews still and in a lot of them, mm -hmm. um, like I, I have not, I cannot remember any, since I started the podcast, mm -hmm. any job interview without them talking about my podcast. That's uh, very interesting. Yeah. So everyone who seriously considers working with our company with Digital24, mm -hmm. yep. they have seen the podcast. And that's, that's, that's like almost 
like that that kind of for that kind of forces me to continue with it like yeah. uh, whether it's a big or a small podcast yeah. or whether the, the ROI is not very clear it's not like okay I could instead of, like mm -hmm. focus on creating an online course or and have some ROI directly because this thing is for free obviously but yeah. still it's like it it's it seems so important mm -hmm. to people who want to work in a company to get to know it uh, why do you think is is that the case Well, I think that I think that people want, um, you know, people want to get behind people that are going somewhere, right? I, I think it's I think that's one of the, you know, the big things. I mean, because you know, you have I'm, like you said, you have people that reach out to you saying, "Oh my gosh, it's because of your podcast that I want to do this." Like, I bet you there's, you know, so many more people that haven't even said anything to you, but they're still paying attention to what you're saying <laughs> on the podcast. And I think that, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's like. You know, I think, you know, once again, um, if you have a, a mission, which obviously you have a mission for your business and you have, you know, you have a place you want to take it and that you're, you're driven, you have that, uh, that ambition and, and you're, you know, you're a leader, right? So I think that that's a, that's a big part of it, right? People want to get behind uh, and be part of communities and, and, and uh, missions that, uh, that are going to be um, overall beneficial. And I think that's, that's one of the big reasons why I think that, and, and, and honestly, that's, it, it's almost like you're creating a, you're creating a culture right within within your business and, and culture is so important you know it's one of the reasons why yeah you know, it's one it's like you know going back to tesla once again like people people buy a tesla over another electric vehicle because you know there's that culture that goes along with it you know it's you know when i was you know when i was a crossfit gym owner people liked to do crossfit because there's that culture within the gym of of you know you're working hard together you're sweating together you're dying together yeah. <laughs> and uh and that's and people want that people want to have that culture and i think that um, you know, every time, and the other thing too, is every time you, you get out there and you do a podcast or you do videos, like, you know, it just, it just comes down to, to knowing, liking and trusting. And, um, and I think that's a big, big part of it because when, when people see you, um, on your podcast, they're like, oh my gosh, like Sven is like, he's a real person. Like, he's not like this guy on a pedestal. Like he's, a, he's a real person. He's relatable. I can talk to him. Um, but at the same time, like he's, He's going places, and I, I want I want to get on that train and, and go with them. <laughs> so I think that's that's one of the big reasons for sure. Cool. Yes, I yeah I think so. It's like yeah. uh, you kind of like really the way the leader is. The leader kind of dictates the culture. Mm -hmm. If you have like and uh, pardon my French, if if you have like a dickhead as a leader, then <laughs> <Yes>. probably <laughs> it's going to be other dickheads <laughs> yeah. in the company too. <laughs> And I think, you know, and, and uh, I think nowadays people like A players, like people who uh, work, work for a company, they're really picky if they're A players. Oh, yeah. And it's not just money for them. It's, yeah. it's really how much fun do they have? Is it like the environment that yeah. they like? And I really see it as like, I feel like I'm a service person to them. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying, like a coach for a basketball team. Yeah, I'm trying to create an environment of productivity and uh, performance so that they can perform. Yeah, because they have fun performing. Yeah. this is this is how I, I kind of see it. Almost like as if they were customers, and I'm catering to them, trying to yeah. create the best environment for them, so that they can like become the winning team, and together we win. Yeah. That's really how I see it. I agree, and and like you said, it you know it starts at the top, you know, where you're you're kind of leading by example, and I think that that's you know that's important, and and you can see it too. I mean, I mean, you know, Sven, like we were at we were in Dubai, um, you know, just a few days ago, and and you could see like yeah. you know everyone that that was part of Digi Store. I mean, they're 
you know, they're, they're all in on it, right? They're, they're excited. They're enthusiastic. Like they're, you know, they were saying nothing but good things about DigiStore, right? And I think that's, um, you know, that's obviously a, a reflection on, on what you're doing with the company and the culture. And, uh, and that's, and that makes a difference because, you. you know, what, cause you know, at the end of the day, like it's, it's, it's got to feel like a team, like you said, it's got to feel like a, you know, not, they're not, you know, they're not employees, they're teammate, team members. And that's, that's a huge, a huge thing that, that um, is a big difference nowadays where, you know, people feel like they're, they're, uh, um, you know, working together on the common goal, which is, which is so important, right? That's what you want to have is that culture. And I think, uh, yeah, you're doing a great job with it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. How was it for you to meet European vendors and affiliates? And yeah. did you notice any differences or do you, do you think they're very similar with US people? What do you think about that? Yeah, there was, there was definitely, I mean, it was great meeting them for sure. I mean, really nice people, very friendly. Um, you know, I, I definitely noticed some differences for sure. I think, you know, like we, we talked about the event, one of the biggest differences is that, uh, um, you know, European vendors uh, are very product focused and uh, like it's all about yeah. product, product, product. How can I make my product better? Um, and here in the United States, uh, we don't even think about the <laughs> we don't even think about the product. Uh, we, we think like, OK, how can we get our marketing set up and ready to go? Um, and how can we and then then we worry about the product afterwards. Right. So so that was definitely, um, you know, kind of eye opening to me, too. And and. and it was uh, pretty interesting. Another thing I, I noticed too was that um, uh, European vendors and, and just people at the event were very, uh, you know, they kept to themselves almost a little bit, where they weren't uh, they weren't mm. trying to get out there. You know, um, like for example, I was on I was on the boat and uh, I had my video team with me, and I was mm -hmm. recording videos on on the boat, like just mm -hmm. you know with my my iPhone. I also had my video. And uh, everybody was staring at me <laughs> like, like <laughs> what the heck? Who is this guy? What is he doing? Like, you know, you know what I mean? And um, which which made me kind of laugh because, you know, and I even said during one of the mastermind sessions, I said, hey, all you guys were staring at me, like thinking, like, what is he doing? When I was staring at you guys thinking, why aren't you doing this? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> because if you could, you know, because if you can, you know, and this is why it's a huge advantage, because if you're in the European market and you're not. You know, getting yourself out there in terms of uh, social media. If you're not, um, you know, building that tribe and building that community. If you're not, uh, like, you should be because if you if you do that, you're going to have such a huge advantage over everybody else in that market. You know, because um, that's going to separate you from from everybody else out there. It's like, you know, because here in the U.S., it's all about, um, you know, just it's you know, money follows attention, right? So if you're yeah, if you're out there, if you have your your YouTube, your videos. I mean, if, if you're constantly doing that. I mean, your, your business is, is going to succeed. Um, and so that's, that was, those are two big, uh, big things, but it's kind of funny. Everyone was just, you know, staring at me like, what the heck is this guy doing? Like, on a boat doing videos. <laughs> yeah. At least I can say I'm the only guy who did the same because I also had my video team there. Uh, fair, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, but it was, it was interesting. And, and that was a, that was a cool, you know, cool thing to see because, you know, and it wasn't, and, and the thing that was kind of interesting, it wasn't like they were, they were looking at me like, you know, oh, who is this guy? It was like, they're were, they were actually just curious, like, why is he doing this? You know? And, um, and I thought that was, that was pretty interesting because, um, and I shared with it during the mastermind event. So I was like, listen, if you guys, you know, just do this, start to, start to do videos. It's going to, it's not, it's gonna be very awkward at first. You're not gonna be comfortable doing it, but, yeah. but do it because over time, oh my gosh, like, I can't tell you how many times people have, like you said, with your podcast, like people come up to you and say, oh man, because of your podcast, I want to work for you. Or, yeah. um, and it's all because you put yourself out there. And that's, and if, if people, you're a vendor and you're listening to this right now, like 
put yourself out there because uh, when you do, like you're gonna, you won't, you'd be shocked how many people pay attention to what you're doing um, and how much business you'll be able to bring in because of that over time. So, yeah, it's, it's so important, you know. Yeah, and and you know what's very weird, even though I've made like a lot of podcasts and thousands of videos, yeah. I I'm still very shy in front of the camera, and I hate, you know, like <laughs> literally, I, I hate it when when I see myself on the camera, when I hear my voice, I'm like, oh no, you know, <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, it, and it never goes away, and I'm very like like for example. Very hesitant, especially on Instagram. Sure. Like when an Instagram story and, and talking to the camera, I, I, just, I just almost can't do it. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> does it ever go away? <laughs> uh, it does eventually. Yeah. I think it does eventually because, you know, and, and that's the other thing because, you know, I for the longest time, I, I would be like, I would kind of have those type of feelings too. But then, but then I quickly realized, I'm like, listen, if I don't get myself out there, if I don't, you know, spread yeah. my message, if I don't share what I've learned you know, as an entrepreneur, as a, as a, you know, affiliate, a top affiliate, like if I don't do that, uh, it, it's selfish if I don't do that, because if I have something that inside of me that I can share to somebody that's going to help improve their lives and I don't share it, you know, that, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you gotta get it okay. out there. So, so I've kind of learned that, Hey, at the end of the day, like, you know, if, if people don't like my, my message or people don't like my videos, like whatever, like at the end of the day, there's going to be more people that like it than don't like it. Um, and for me, I just know, yeah. Hey, if I can, if one video gets out there and someone hears it and it makes a difference in their lives, then that's, that's, that's what, that's all that matters to me. So, um, so I just kind of think about that every time I do a video and it helps me, you know, kind of calm down and, uh, be a little bit more natural and, and, <laughs> and kind of, and kind of do a better job with that. So, and that's important because, you know, when I first started doing videos, oh my God, I mean, it was. Like I said, I would turn red in the face and I would, you know, start sweating and, uh, you know, it would be very, very awkward, but, <laughs> but, but it's gotten much, much better now, but it's just, it's just repetition. You got to just keep doing it, doing it, doing it. And, uh, and it makes a difference, a huge difference in your business, big time. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you see like social media versus just building funnels? Mm. Yeah. I mean, so I think, well, I think social media is part of the funnel. I think that, um, you know, I think that's a, a big part of it. I think that, you know, people think of, um, they think of them as two separate things, right? Where they're like, okay, I post on social media and then, you know, for my sales stuff, that's going to be my, my sales funnels. And I think that, you know, I think, you know, on a broader sense, I think your social media is your funnels because, you know, the first part of your, your funnel is going to be, uh, awareness, getting people to, to know who you are and, and, uh, and know what your story is and, and, and learn to trust you. Why should I listen to this guy and not somebody else? And, uh, and that just comes from from your social media. Um, and then, you know, obviously in your social media, you'll have your, your call to actions to get people into your funnel, you know, and that's where, you know, the magic happens. Um, I think you're going to have a harder time growing your business if you don't have the social aspect first, um, because it's going to be very tough. You know, when someone goes when someone goes into your funnel, they don't really know who you are. They don't know your your origin story, your background. They go into your funnel. There's going to be a lot more resistance for them to buy something from you. Whereas if they go into the funnel knowing you already or, or thinking they know you already, um, then it's such a such a seamless um, transition into becoming a a buyer. You know, I think that's a that's a big one for sure. Um, because everybody that uh, you know, like for example, everybody that knows you know my story knows I was a you know a struggling gym owner, then became the number one yeah. you know number one affiliate, right? And so you know I beat that drum <laughs> all the time in terms of I met my yeah. messaging. So. You know, people will come up to me and, and, and just repeat that back to me. Oh my gosh, like, 
you know, you were a struggling gym owner and now you're top of like, <laughs> so they know the story just, you know, and that's, that's so important because once they feel like they know you and, and they, um, and you, and you opened up to somebody on social as well, man, it makes, it makes it so much, uh, more, more, uh, uh, frictionless when it goes into getting into the funnel. So I think they're, you know, it definitely, definitely plays a part in your funnel. And I think that people overlook the social aspect. I think even probably in the European market more so, um, you know, yeah. because they're so focused on once again, on building product and funnel. And, and it's like, you got to get yourself out there because, you know, the biggest thing is, uh, I think is building an audience, right? Building an audience where, you know, eventually, uh, it doesn't matter if your product is polished yet, but, but building up that audience, because once you have the audience, you know, then the products will come from that, right? I've had so many times where, even based on my audience, I was able to develop products because of, you know, a pain point they had or something I didn't even realize. And I would ask them, hey, what what's uh, holding you back in your business? Oh, it's this thing. Oh, I didn't even know. Okay, well, I'm gonna build a product based on that. And I already have the audience to fulfill that product. So I think it's, uh, you know, definitely a one-two punch. You gotta have, you gotta have both for sure, um, you know, to, to grow your business, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, there's this, uh I believe it's a seven contact rule. Mm -hmm. uh, so meaning people need kind of like seven yes. contacts with you before they buy anything. Yep. And probably by now it's it, it might be 14 instead of seven because, probably. you know, like <laughs> uh, competition is growing. Yep. And, and I think social media is one part of that seven contact mm -hmm. thing. Oh, so yeah. people might see an ad of yours might not buy yet. They, they're going to research you. They're, they're going to do their Google research. They're going to look on yeah. Instagram, maybe Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, and maybe maybe even LinkedIn and just trying to uh, find find out more about you because they want to know if they can trust you, if you're legit, if you yeah. have that background, yeah. especially because there's, you know, there, there has been a period in time where so many people mm -hmm. just focus on marketing online without showing yeah. a face and and a lot of people, you know, were disappointed because the marketing was so good and the yeah. product wasn't. Yeah. Um, that also happened in Europe, actually. That sure. wasn't just the US thing. Uh, it was mm -hmm. like everywhere. So, yeah. so that's why I think social media is kind of important. That's why I also take the time, you know, like mm -hmm. to do photo shootings <laughs> and to think about, okay, well, what I'm, whatever, what I'm, am I going to write in the caption, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, you know, one tip I'd give people too, because I think so many people get caught up on their, on their product and stuff is, You know, one thing I've done, like, for example, this week, I just launched a new product that I have um, <clears throat> to my audience. And uh, one of the things that I've done is I really wanted to get it out there. I, you know, the product is the product is probably, I would say, 90% there, right? It's, it's, it's 90% done. And so, you know, in my, in my marketing and in my, my uh, webinar that I did, I just said, hey, listen, guys, like, just so you guys know, uh, right now the product is in beta, right? We're still, we're still in beta. And, uh, you know, Here's why that benefits you. First of all, you're going to be able to join at a, a much lower price than when it's completely finished. Uh, second of all, any updates we do into the program, you get access to. So you get lifetime updates. Um, so that's, you know, over time, you're going to see it get better, better, and better, and better. Um, and uh, I wanted to get you the information now. I didn't want to wait, you know, three, four, five months to get this product 100% polished, uh, where those three, four, five months, the information in, is already in there for you to have success. And so, um, I've done that and people are, are super, super uh, accepted of that. And they're very, very responsive to that because they're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, Robbie just wants me to benefit from this information. He's, he's super honest saying, hey, it's in beta. <laughs> um, and mm. what also happens too, I find when you do that, 
what's going to happen is that when you add new stuff to the to the course, they're going to love it. Like you've already built up so much more trust with them because like, they're like, oh my gosh, like Robbie's continuing to improve this and make it better. Um, so mm. that's one thing I would do. Like if you're, you know, if you're on the, on the on, listen to the podcast here and you're, you know, you're just kind of you know sitting on a product and you haven't released it yet, like release it, <laughs> get it out there. And then, uh, and, and, you know, that's one little, uh, little tip I've, I've done that's, that's helped a lot is, is just say, Hey, it's, it's in beta right now and just be honest. And, uh, because at the end of the day, you want to get it out there. You want to help people. And um, you're always going to have to improve your product anyways. I mean, even my my courses, I'm always, you know, adding new stuff. It's pretty much in beta all the time. I add new stuff to it anyways. So um, that was just a little, little tip as well, you know. Cool. Thank you very much for sharing yeah. that. Yeah, the thing is, but a lot of people still get caught up. They they create a product. Mm -hmm. They finish it. Yeah. They put it on the marketplace, mm -hmm. slash on the market, and then they mess around with some ads maybe, but yep. then don't touch it again, especially they don't touch the marketing again. Whereas in, in my opinion, in reality, then the work just is start is just starting. Yeah. Then you have to like figure it out and find an angle to be able to sell your product. Yeah. Right? Well, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, that's, you know, I think that I find a lot of people, like you said, like they, they create a product because that's comfortable to them. Like creating a product is very mm -hmm. comfortable. And then what happens yeah. is once they create that product, they go and create another product and they, they don't spend the time <laughs> with the marketing of that product. And, you know, I'm a big believer. You, you got to get out of your comfort zone. Like you, you don't need to create more products. You need to get <clears throat> like, perfect example. There's a guy at the event. Um, I forget who his name was, but he, uh, uh, he said to me, Hey Robbie, like I have 25 products. Um, which, <laughs> you know, how should I market? <clears throat> Excuse me. How should I market every single one of them? <clears throat> and I was like, mm. You don't, <laughs> you don't. I said, you need to pick one, maybe two products like that are out of those 25, you probably have one or two that are like your best, um, your, your, your highest sales, your biggest revenue generators. Um, you need to focus on those in terms of building those up with your marketing, then on the back end, sell those other products to those customers. You know, I said, if you're trying to create 25 uh, different front end products that you're going to be doing marketing for every single one of them. Holy guacamole. That's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff. And so, you know, I think you have to you narrow it down, get your, you know, your best ones that are making you the most sales, which are probably one or two anyways, scale those up and then sell the other products on the back end to those customers. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that was uh, another thing that I noticed too at the, uh, the event as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That, that's right. Uh, somehow, creating products it's so comfortable because you know if you do marketing if so which means that you put put yourself out there that you invest money on ads and stuff you spend money on ads then yeah. it's really another game it's like it's like it can beat you up yeah whereas like creating a product super safe yeah you're, you're just like creating your product and you can yeah. decide about your own <laughs> pace and you're busy so yeah. you can you can say oh you have the excuse you can say oh yeah i'm busy i'm yeah. doing creating my product no one can argue with that but you still yeah. still you can sabotage yourself by doing that 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i mean it's it's like you're working hard but you're not getting anything done it's um you know yeah, I think that's, yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day like the product is is hey the product's one thing but you got to get you got to get your marketing dialed in you got to be able to uh get it out there and it's and that's and that's so important and so you know that's why like i mean honestly like one of the reasons why i've, I've had my success is because I, i've learned that a long time ago i mean i used to have you know a lot of different products and then 
you know, I quickly realized that, wow, maybe if I focus on one product, which for me was, was Commission Hero, my, my course, um, you know, I've had Commission Hero for almost three years now. I mean, it's, that's the only course and the only program I, I promote on, on paid advertising for, for my stuff. And then, and other people I know in the space, I mean, they're probably on their fifth, sixth, seventh course already, <laughs> you know, that they've created. And I'm like, no, I'm still beating that Commission Hero drum and I'm still, still uh, optimizing it, still improving it. And I think that, you know, you're going to get so much farther in your journey focusing on one thing at a time and working on the marketing to grow that one thing uh, than you are doing, you know, 25, 26 different things at the same time. Because, um, you know, the other thing people think that in order to make more money online, you have to do more things. Um, when, when quite frankly, it's the opposite. You got to do less things to make more money online. So, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes less is more. Um, oh, yeah. I, I even know, I even know a lady, she's a very smart person. She's a professor, uh, and she has, she has created literally hundreds of products, wow. hundreds, wow. like wow. about 500 and then she she has like one custom sales page yeah for like you know like like for with a ve no sales letter or anything just a short description brief description of yeah. each book and then like uh, sells it and and makes a little bit of money with it but she wow. could do so much more just selling one <laughs> 500 oh, that's, that's crazy yes <laughs> That's a lot of products. I mean, she's Louise. <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't want to do marketing. Okay. That's why. So she just wanted to put mm -hmm. it on the, the marketplace, Digistore24, and yeah. then just sell it. And, yeah. and that's it. And where, and put all the products on the marketplace and somehow yeah. some customer will find something and then that, that that's fine with her. But it's, it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, I had an aunt that... Uh, you know, she would, uh, she loved school, right? And so she would go to, she went to college and then she got one degree. Um, then she got another degree. Then she got yeah. another degree. <laughs> it's like, at some point you got to get a job. <laughs> you know, at some point you got to, yeah. you got to put in, you know, put this to action, right? You know, it's like, we have, you have enough information. What we need, what people need is implementation, right? Like that's, you got to just, you know, get out there and do that. So yeah, it's, it's so important to, to do that. And it's scary at first, for sure, to get out of your, you know, kind of get out of your bubble and get out of your comfort zone. But, you know, yeah. once you do, uh, you know, then it's, then it's, it's way better. Plus, like, you know, as I mentioned, like, if you have one product, <clears throat> and you scale it up, you're going to have so many more uh, customers that now you can, now you can do what you want to do and have all those other products that you can sell on the, on the back end. But, you know, focus on that front end product initially, that one product that's a, that's a home run for you. And, uh, and, and, and when you do that too, you're going to be less busy. You're going to have more focus. You're going to have more, you know, better quality of life because you're not like in a hundred different places. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and you're able to dial in your messaging and your marketing so much more. I mean, I, you know, the reason why I've been able to scale my course up, um, to where it is is because like, it's the, it's the same messaging. It's the same, you know, it's the same thing. Um, and it's my th same thought process and strategy. It's not like I'm pulled in 25 different directions for 25 different products. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm laser focused on, on one, uh, one marketing, one messaging um, for that product, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. So uh, one of my newest projects is to uh, do a music festival, an electronic music festival oh, called cool. Patrol. Yeah, nice. It's in uh, Austria and in Germany. And we have, you know, all kinds of EDM DJs, hard style DJs and, and drum and bass and stuff like that. Nice. How would you, how would you promote 
a product like that well, how how would be your approach uh for like facebook and and uh, like hook and cta and everything how would you approach the whole thing? great question um well i mean it's you know first of all i would say for that um that just comes down to that you know that, that's a social proof thing you know 100 so if you have you know if you have your festival and you have you know 10, you know, 10, 20 top DJs that people know, um, and that already have their audiences. Like that's, you know, that, that makes it so easy on Facebook because then you're just going to target that, that, uh, DJ who has those, you know, 2 million followers, you're going to target them, uh, to get them to come to the festival. Um, the other thing I would say with the festival too, is like, you know, I would, I would, um, you know, I would incentivize them somehow. So I don't know what you guys are giving away for like, uh, you know, like one thing I would do is like some sort of swag bag for the first, uh, you know, 500 people that, that get into it or something like that, where, you know, they get the certain, you know, beat patrol, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, you know, something that they, uh, some sort of swag bag that they get there. Um, also, I would definitely have some sort of, um, uh, you know, some sort of viral aspect to it as well, where it's like, you know, when they buy a ticket, um, it's like, Hey, when you buy a ticket, you're also, um, you know, share this. If you share it with, you know, so many people, you also get an additional ticket. So, so I think that there should be some sort of, uh, you know, viral aspect as well. Um, the other thing I would do too is, um, and maybe, maybe, uh, it would work or maybe it wouldn't work, but I would also sell a, uh, a virtual ticket as well to it. So, um, mm. you know, so it's like, Hey, like, because, because one thing, you know, the one objection that would be like, well, if it's in Austria, I'm in the United States. Ah, man, I, I would love to go. Yeah. I love that DJ, but man, I just, I just don't know if I can travel. I'm scared to travel or whatever. Um, you know, even selling a virtual ticket, um, you know, would be, uh, would be pretty crazy, you know, because then, then you would expand out your audience even more. So now you get your live in-person ones that are going to be going to the festival. Um, so you have, you know, thousands of those, but you also have the ability to sell it virtually. And if you sell it virtually, then you're also going to be able to open up your audience in terms of, You know, targeting basically worldwide because I think that um, that's a huge, a huge aspect too. Yeah, yeah, and there's not so many festivals nowadays because it's it's quite hard uh, For sure. because a lot of festivals cannot happen. Yeah, because you know the CA thing nowadays. It's yeah. It's really not super easy. No. Um, one th thank, thanks for sharing that. that yeah. That's very good advice. I think sure. we're going to implement some, some of that. And yeah, uh, of course, you're always invited to, to my festival. Oh, awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'll start dancing. <laughs> cool. awesome. um, in case you like that music, of course. I do. I love that. I love, I love EDM, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, one thing I noticed, like with entrepreneurs or successful is that they either have like an athletic or a military background. Mm. Why do you think is that the case? And it's kind of the same with you. Like oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, no, no military background for me, but uh, but definitely an athletic background. I mean, I grew up, you know, I grew up playing basketball, even though, you know, I'm short, white and can't jump. <laughs> I, played, uh, I played basketball and uh, I could shoot the three. Um, but uh, and then and then obviously, I you know worked out in the gym all my life and on the gym and everything. So yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, You know, I think it just comes down to, I think, you know, being an entrepreneur is, it's, it's, it is a sport. I think it, it is a sport. It's like, you know, I think that in, in most sports like basketball or whatever, there's a season to it. Like you train for it, you practice, <clears throat> you practice the moves, the maneuvers, and there's that competitive edge where you always want to, you know, get better and better and better and improve. Um, and I think as entrepreneurs, it's the same mindset. I mean, you're just, it's just a different medium where it's like, You know, instead of having, you know, a ball in your hand, you, you now have a business in your hand. And I think that, uh, 
you know, being able to um, improve on that and say, how can I, you know, get better? How can, and then the competitive aspect, you know, one thing for me is like, you know, I've seen other people that have, when I first started, have businesses where they're doing, you know, seven figures and I was only doing six figures. Well, man, like that's, I, that, I, I hate that. Like I, I want to make seven figures. So, so then I mm. work like heck to, to do that. And then I see people making eight figures. Like, well, I want to make eight figures. So, so now I work to do that. And I think that, you know, that competitive um, mindset is so important. Now, I think the one thing that's different about entrepreneurs is, um, is uh, as opposed to uh, uh, sports is there is no off season. I mean, it's, it's the only sport where it's, it's uh, 24, seven, 365. And, and that's where um, the, the one of the biggest differences that you have to kind of adjust to where, you know, in a, in a sport uh, event, like you, you have your regular season, your playoffs and your championship where, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're going to have different, you know, kind of seasons like that, but it's, but it's all year long. Um, so it is a, it is a, um, uh, it is a grind for sure. And then the other thing I'll say too is, you know, for me, uh, specifically CrossFit, CrossFit and, and, and working out was a huge um, driver uh, for my success in business because, you know, one thing I learned in CrossFit was like, I would say like, learn to embrace the suck, like embrace the suck. Yeah. Right? You know, literally you're, you know, you're doing a workout. Uh, you think you're, you're going to die. Uh, you want to quit. I mean, you're, you're, everything in your body is telling you to stop. Um, but you do one more rep and then you do one more rep and then you keep on pushing. And I think that's, you know, you kind of build that mental toughness, right? Where it's like, you know, you're not a snowflake anymore. You're not like getting pushed over. Like you're, you have that mental toughness. So when things are getting tough, like you're getting tougher. And I think that's, um, that's so important. It's like that time under tension where, you know, in order to grow the muscle, like you have to have weight that, that's weighing you down. Right. And the more that muscle grows, the more weight you can hold and push. Right. And same thing in business, like where, you know, when you first start out as an entrepreneur, like there's going to be some uh, issues you run into uh, that's going to knock you over. Right. But that same issue a couple of years from now is going to be nothing because you've built up that uh, that entrepreneurial muscle. Right. To, to be able to handle that resistance. And so, you know, I've learned, too, with uh, just from working out and CrossFit, like, you know, your, your body doesn't um, doesn't know the difference between like working out and business. Right. If you're if you're yeah. building up that those uh, psychological adaptations, like where it's like, OK, I can handle this, uh, this stress. I can handle this, uh, this thing that's coming at me and keep on going. Like, it doesn't matter if it's working out or it doesn't matter if it's a business situation, like you know, your body just, it just reacts to that. Right. And so I think, um, yeah. you know, that plays a huge role in it too, I think. And, you know, as you mentioned is, you know, with, with sport is the team aspect, right. Where it's, you know, where you know how to work with your teammates and you realize that in order to win the game, it's not just going to be you. Um, doing yeah. everything like you need to have, you know, a team around you to succeed. And I think that um, that's why so many people that, that come from a sport background or an athletic background uh, are able to succeed in business because they don't treat it like business. They treat it like a sport um, and they know that in a sport there's there's teammates, there's rules, there's uh, competitive advantages, there's uh, there's winning seasons and losing seasons. And they just uh, but they continue to play the sport. And I think that's um you know, really why I think entrepreneurs and athletes are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And there's even politics. Yes. Like I know that, for example, in his last uh, 1980 Mr. Olympia, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he kind of bribed, uh, <laughs> that bribe is maybe a too strong of a word, but he sent like all to, the flowers to all the wives yes. of the judges <laughs> and, and, you know, yes, like <laughs> really, um, uh -huh. so, so he, he and he wasn't he wasn't in the 
perfect shape for Mr. Olympia 1980. Yep. Okay, that's kind of an ancient example, but it's just like an No, it makes sense. Comes to my mind. Absolutely. And I think that's that's important. Like, you know, I even remember like, you know, when I play in basketball and, and like you would have your defender and as the game went on, I would notice you'd notice things about your your competition. Oh my gosh, he, he's getting tired. Oh my gosh, like he's holding on to his knees mm -hmm. now. He's you know, he's gasping for air. And that you, you use those kind of advantages. Same thing in business, right? Where you're like, okay, like my my competition, like, man, they're getting tired. They're doing the same old, same old thing. Like, I need to do this new move or I need to do this, you know, um, you know, this different thing that's gonna give me that advantage. And so um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, sport and, and, um, you know, being an athlete plays a huge role in, uh, in being successful. And I also think that if you're, if you weren't an athlete or, um, you still can be successful as an entrepreneur, you just have to, you just have to now learn a little bit later <laughs> in life, how to, how to do those things, you know, and how to, how to have those competitive advantages and, and treat it like a sport and everything like that. I think that's some, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time for, for a very interesting reason i see a lot of a athletes failing like after their career even mm -hmm. if they were super successful okay yeah. michael jordan like he is super successful like mm -hmm. he's a, he's a perfect example of oh, yeah. a winner but there is a lot of especially european boxing champions mm -hmm. and stuff they 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 their life totally fell apart financially privately this this is this is really weird like mm -hmm. um they I don't know why that is. I mean, I wish they could get your training. <laughs> I know. Could have could have gotten your training. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of it just comes from um, you know, I just think it's it's where they, like how much they're given at such a young age, I think is part of it. Where it's um, you know, obviously yeah. they have, they have the talent, they have the drive. Like that's that's one thing. They've earned that. But the money is um is outside of that whole thing which is given to them. I mean, heck If I, if I made as much as I do now, uh, I'm 35 years old. If I made as much as I do now when I was 20, 21, um, I probably would do a lot of stupid stuff, you know, uh, compared yeah. to where I am now. And I think that, you know, it's, it's similar. Like when people win the lottery, for example, like they're, you know, they're given this uh, crazy amount of money, this crazy amount of uh, success now. Um, and they end up blowing through it because they haven't, they haven't put in the work, um, You know, they're yeah. just given that, right? And I think that's it. That's you know, that's a huge thing. I think, and I think the other thing too is 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 really it's who you surround yourself with. I think is a big one. I know there's, you know, many oh, yeah. players in like the NBA that you know, you know, like made eighty, ninety million dollars gone um, because they surrounded themselves with you know, they're, they're unfortunately some friends and family that just took, 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 took. And you know, guys like Michael Jordan, like he aligned himself with people that are in business, people that are you know, just just. Yeah crushing it outside of uh, sports. And so he was able to learn and get mentorship from, from those people, which allowed him to, you know, make smart decisions. And obviously, he, you know, he loves to gamble and everything like that too, but, but yeah. he was, you know, he made it so that everything he was making was still secure. And I think that's, that's one of the big, the big reasons I think. Yeah. Yeah. Michael is the only person that I can think of who likes to gamble and who mm. has a lot of money yes very interesting <laughs> one yeah. of you <laughs> this, is, this yeah. is cool um so you were you were talking about um things you can like like uh, uh, that entrepreneurs can learn from athletes especially when times get tough mm -hmm. what were some of the toughest experiences of your life of your especially your business life mm. that kind of made some where, where like your mindset really came into play or you learned something really important? 
Yeah, it's a good question. I think, um, you know, I, I've been pretty fortunate where, you know, most of my, you know, my success has just kind of kept on, kept on going here. Um, you know, but I, I've definitely had, you know, there's been some down months, there's been some down times where, you know, uh, like, for example, last year, I had a, a big promotion, I was, I was going to be running, and I had this, you know, I had this number in my mind of what it was going to end up being. And uh, it ended up being a lot less than that, <laughs> which uh, was kind of was really frustrating. Um, but, you know, the one thing I've kind of learned in in, in business uh, and in life, honestly, is 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 one mindset shift I've had is is to take like extreme ownership of your success. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's people love uh, to play the blame game. You know, oh, it's Facebook's fault. It was this, yeah. it was that. Um, I've learned very quickly that, you know, I'm a big believer if I if I fail, it's 100% my fault. Um, if I succeed, it's also 100% my fault too. And so, you know, I, I've learned that, okay, what what can I fix that I did wrong to improve this? You know, if I can look in the mirror first as opposed to pointing fingers, um, I can get mm. way past uh, any any problem, any issue, and I can make it happen. Um, so that was one thing. Uh, the, the other thing I would say um, that I've I've learned is that there are uh, there's there's kind of winning seasons in your business, and there and there's losing seasons in your business. You know, um, and I think that so many people think that. Uh, in business, it's always like up, 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 <laughs> and, and it's yeah. not. You're going to have times where you have a, a downtrend. You're going to have times where, you know, things go wrong. You may have employees that leave or whatever, um, and you just have to realize that, you know, that's a, you know, that's, you know, quote, unquote, a losing season, but it doesn't mean you stop playing the game. You just got to keep uh, keep pushing through it. Um, and then the other thing I would say, too, the one thing I've, I've really learned um, over the past couple of years is just to be, uh, to, to remember and be grateful where I am. Right now, currently, because I think that I um, you know maybe maybe you, you feel the same way too, Sven. Like you know, there's a lot of times where you know I'm so focused on the future, I'm so focused on like yeah. where I'm not, <laughs> and yeah. I, I I forget that wow, like if I actually stop and think about where I am right now, um, it's it's pretty cool, <laughs> you know. And so you need to sometimes just like stop and say, wow, like you know, I I know I'm push push pushing here, but I'm gonna stop for a second and recognize like where I am right now is is pretty awesome, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for everything I have. Um, and when you do that, I think it really kind of it kind of centers you a little bit better. So that way, you know, you're not constantly pushing like you're not constantly in the future. Like you gotta just enjoy where you are sometimes uh, as yeah. well, because as entrepreneurs, it's very hard to do. But um, I think when you do that, it allows you to have a little bit better perspective on things, um, and it takes a little pressure off of yourself as well. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I think so too. I think really appreciating what you have because like we humans, we have the tendency to see the garden of the neighbor yeah. as a little bit greener than yours. And yeah. that's, <laughs> it's true. That really can make you unhappy. And yeah. it really sucks when you have a lot of money because then you really can't do much about it. You know, <laughs> and it's like because you cannot buy everything because, you know, stuff, stuff needs to be managed. If you have yeah. like 10 cars, then. Good luck managing 10 cars. Yep. It's not that fun. <laughs> not that fun. <laughs> no, right? for sure. For sure. Um, and, and, and the other thing I do too is like one thing I'd recommend for everybody to do is like, you know, every day, um, you know, I'll send at least one, two, maybe three uh, texts. I'll send some texts out to just some some people on that I know, like some just, you know, people in business, people, whatever. And I just, um, I'll just be like, hey, just want to send you a message to let you know how, you um, uh, how grateful I am for you and, and uh, your friendship. And I've been thinking about you. And um, so that's one thing I've learned a little bit too, is just to, 
you know, you know, send out these gratitude texts. Um, and that, that helps too, because it also, um, I think people need to see that too. Like, I, like even during the talk I did, um, at the digital store event, like when I first started my talk, I said to everybody, guys, listen, before we begin, like, I just want to recognize every single one of you in this room because, you know, the fact that you're here in this room shows me that you're, you've worked your butt off here. You've hustled, yeah. you took, you made sacrifices and you probably don't hear this a lot, but I just want to let you know how much I uh, appreciate and respect you for, for what you've done, you know? And I think that, um, you know, sometimes it's good to do that gratitude for yourself, but also, you know, share, share it with other people because I think, you know, uh, you, you don't realize how, how important that is sometimes. Like, you know, if I get a text from someone that says, Hey, like, you know, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you and how awesome I think you are and, and all the work you've done. Like, that's, that's pretty cool because you don't, you don't really hear that too much, you know? So. Oh yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. And it, it was also, uh, the intention with our most valuable partner experience, um, event yeah basically the intention was to show our gratitude mm -hmm. uh for the great clients we have the vendors and affiliates yeah and so we we just tried to to give them value and say thank you this yeah like the, the the main intention and i think people appreciate it and oh, yeah. that reflects when well on us as well oh, 100%. So <laughs> that's that's yeah. very cool so one one thing one one of the most difficult things about being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. is Uh, recruiting people, finding right pre right people. How do you recruit people? How do you approach that? Yeah. So um, for me, I, I've done it just internally, right? So you know that's been the that's been the best way to to recruit good people is um, actually students in my course. Um, so you know we have eleven thousand students, and um, so what I do is I always if I if I'm looking for a job to fill or a position to fill, like you know I always go to my students first, and I just I tell them I say, hey guys, listen, like you know, not only is one of the benefits of being my course, you're learning how to make money online, but also other opportunities can come up. And this is one of these opportunities. This is what I'm looking to do. And, uh, you know, because you're in my course, you guys get the opportunity to apply first. And, um, mm -hmm. and that's, that's how I find them. And, you know, when you have someone that comes from an inter you know, internally from your ecosystem, uh, they're yeah. probably gonna be the most loyal people you'll find, uh, because they already, understand your product they already know your product they probably have gotten results from your product um so there's no better <laughs> no better person to have working for you than someone that's a you know a raving fan of your of your product and your business and so you know, that, that's where i find um you know most of mine and i did the same thing when i owned a gym i would you know if i was looking for another trainer or coach like i would hire one of my members you know because you know they had gotten results from it and so uh that's that's almost never um gone wrong for me it's always been it's always been good anytime i've ever had like an outside hire um you know that's when it gets a little bit trickier like i've had you know run some issues outside hires but but internally if i can if i can um you know bring someone in internally then it makes a, it makes a huge difference yeah thank you that's that's very interesting yeah though the yeah the people that you have like already you already have in your audience even though you have an entrepreneurial course mm -hmm. not everyone is an entrepreneur 100%. and not and not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. that's that's really important like I, i you know of course i also promote entrepreneurship etc and i like it it's a great sport but at the same time i think not everyone is made Correct. for for this like mm -hmm. not everyone is an entrepreneur and i appreciate i also very much appreciate those people intentionally who are not entrepreneurs yep. they're specialists for example um because if i if i want 
if I want uh, um, like like my, the challenge that I personally have with being an entrepreneur is I can there is fields that I like more but I have to be everywhere I have to yeah. you know everywhere a little bit I, I cannot I feel like I can go nowhere in depth yeah. versus when you're like a specialist an employee then you can really go in depth mm -hmm. with the subject you like uh, for example if you're a programmer or um, maybe even a marketer like <clears throat> then you can really focus on that and that's sure. also something that's that brings a certain quality of life of course mm -hmm. i like entrepreneurship but sometimes i really miss being able to go deep in yeah. some topics yeah i agree i think i think um you know honestly like when i hire someone <clears throat> i don't hire entrepreneurs i hire um yeah uh, entrepreneurs is what i call them so they should be entrepreneurs yeah. where they're you know they want to they want to grow within your within your business i think that yeah anytime i've hired an entrepreneur um it's been it was great at first but then they, they're already thinking bigger things and they've already which is great they should do that like and and um and that's fine but i i try to look for uh, entrepreneurs uh who yeah. aren't looking to start their own thing they're looking to you know bolt on so to speak to an existing um business and help that business grow and i think that's um, you know, that's, that's important because, uh, anytime you have an entrepreneur that works for you, sometimes, um, it can be tough. It can be tough. They won't, they won't last too long. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so that was really great content. So that like, as, as a final tip, what's your biggest tip for someone who wants to start marketing on Facebook? What's your, like your biggest advice? Yeah. Your best advice. Well, my best advice is you got to just, you got to get started. I, you got to get started. I think that I see so many people and I, and I know it's simple advice and people are like, oh, Robbie, I've heard this before, but, but it's so true. Like if, if you heard it before, it means you, <laughs> you got to do it. So, so just get started because when I first started doing Facebook ads, I had no clue what I was doing. I mean, less than zero, <laughs> but I got started. I figured it out. And within, you know, within a couple of weeks to a couple of months, I kind of had an idea of what to do. And so, you gotta just get started. Doesn't you don't have to know all the ins and outs. Like like I tell people, fail fast. Like the, the most successful people in life have failed the most. And so don't try to tiptoe around not uh you know, not failing. Like go all in. Like like my dad, my dad was a skier, right? And so he would always say to me, Robbie, like if if you're not falling when you're skiing, you're not skiing hard enough, right? And so mm. it's it's the same thing with with being an entrepreneur, it's the same thing with any skill, including Facebook ads. Like if you're not failing and an ad's not working or you get a run into a shutdown, like you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> and so, so you have to, to learn that thing because once you get that out of the way, all those failures, like then what you're left with is, is more success. And so, so that would be my biggest advice is to do that. And, and my other advice is, is at the end of the day, like learn from someone that is doing it. Like, you know, don't try mm. to you know beat yourself, uh, you know, <laughs> into figuring it out, like learn from someone. I'm a big believer in, in buying speed. So, you know, if I want to learn a new yeah. skill, whether it be copywriting or anything, like I'm going to pay someone for their time to, yes. to learn that. And that's, that's, that's huge. It's called, it's called time collapsing. Um, you know, being able to just, you know, pay for that speed and that skill, which helps me get there faster. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you very much. How yeah. can someone get in touch with you or learn more about you? Uh, what would be the best ways to yeah. Sure. Yeah. Two different ways. I mean, uh, Instagram would be like where I'm, where I'm usually spending most of the time. So just at Robbie Blanchard, um, or if they just want to go to RobbieBlanchard.com, they can, uh, uh, they can check everything out. They can check out what I do. They can, you guys can send me a message and, uh, but yeah, either Instagram, which is just at Robbie Blanchard or, uh, RobbieBlanchard.com. All right, Robbie, thank you so much. That was so valuable. And I really enjoyed uh, talking to you.
Oh. Right after this event. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next time. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So, yeah, it was, it was awesome, man. It was great connecting in Dubai. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited for whatever the next event will be. But uh, I'm sure we'll be, we'll be hanging out again, which will be awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, you too. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button and never miss an episode of Svencast again.